This is our fourth and final night here. So, uh, you know what last nights in the town are. At least I do. I think, you know, we could have a contest all night between what's the loudest, the band, or those sort of things. Can we do without those firecrackers, please? This is Mark McFall. You are listening to the Zepfan Podcast, all things Led Zeppelin. This is episode 19. That intro was from Maryland Capital Center, May 30th, 1977. Our guest today, Ellen Almaderas, she was at that show. She saw three Led Zeppelin 1977 shows, and that was one of them. She recalls that actual comment by Robert talking about firecrackers. That's why we included it. She also saw Fort Worth May 22nd, 1977, and was in Madison Square Garden, New York, June 11th, 1977. She is going to share her stories with us, and reaching out to anybody who saw Led Zeppelin, please reach out to me at contact at zepfan.com. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, anything, contact at zepfan.com. Before we begin, thank you so much for listening. A lot of great reviews. A lot of great feedback. We hit a great milestone with our um, audience. So thank you again for all the participation and all the downloads and all the listens and all that good stuff. We're on all the podcast networks. So you could find us, search ZepFam, search Led Zeppelin. We'll be there. If you're into video, check out my YouTube channel, Mark Zepp. We have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos on that site. Go check it out. What else do we have? Zepfan.com, an amazing memorabilia website, over 6,000 memorabilia items. It's just killer. So definitely uh, check that out. And with that, all that being said, let's groove. Let's get into it. Let's go. Let's start the interview. In today's episode, we are privileged to be joined by a special guest as part of our brand new and exciting Zepfan segment called I Saw Led Zeppelin. She's here to share her firsthand encounters with the band, having attended three of their unforgettable performances in 1977. And I am so excited to tell to tell you and anybody that's going to listen because you <laughs> now people go who yeah it, it's my privilege and my pleasure very cool and i see you're a zeppelin fan still i see a led zeppelin four poster on your wall so that's very cool uh that was actually my ex-husband gave me that he found it and he said i i thought of you and he bought it for me and uh then i have a, a, a the uh, words to stay away on oh, yeah, yeah. that my son gave me probably 25 years ago Right. My son's the same way. Anything shopping for birthday, Father's Day, Christmas, it's all Led Zeppelin. They try to find oh, Led Zeppelin related. So it's great. Um, Before we dive into, you know, you sing Led Zeppelin live three times in 1977, you know, provide the listeners a little bit about yourself. You know, where are you? Where are you from? What you do? That kind of stuff. Okay. I'm originally from Boston, uh, but uh, I had moved to uh, Dallas when I turned 
17. I graduated high school, moved to Dallas, Texas. My brother lived there and he said, you should move here. It's great. So I did. And if I had not done that, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today because uh, uh, living in Dallas, uh, 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 you know, there was no social media in, the, in those days. All right, was- right. No way to meet fans that that had the same interest as you. There were two magazines back then. One was called Trouser Press and one was called Circus. And they were all about rock and roll. Yeah. In the, and of course, Zeppelin was was front and center on every issue. Uh, and so there was a little a section in the back of a circus, I think, yeah. that said, you know, if you wanted to post an ad. And I just posted a little ad that said, you know, I'm interested in meeting people. Well, a lady wrote to me and she said, I love Led Zeppelin. And we ended up talking. She she lived in Pennsylvania. She ended up visiting me in Dallas. We ended up going to all three concerts together. She bought tickets for two of the shows. I got the tickets for the for the Texas shows. And almost 50 years later, we're still friends. Uh, but a little bit more about me. So uh, I'm from Boston. I moved to Florida. I have two children. I have four grandchildren. Right, uh, right now, I live with my daughter and son-in-law who was in the Army. He's a helicopter pilot. And my grandchildren, we live on Fort Hood in uh, Central Texas. And uh, I'm retired. And it's 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 a wonderful life that I lead. Awesome. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about these shows. I got so excited on the intro, I didn't even talk about the shows you attended. So as I mentioned, you attended three Led Zeppelin shows from 1977, Fort Worth from May 22nd, Largo, Maryland, May 30th, and Madison Square Garden, New York, June 11th. Let's dive into these shows themselves. I'm sure you have a lot of stories and I'm sure a lot of stuff happened. Uh, a lot of memories that leading up to it, but let's talk, talk a little bit about the ticket buying experience back then. Cause obviously it's a lot different now. What was it like buying tickets back then? And when you went out to buy these tickets, were you buying for all three shows or were you just going to go to one show? No, uh, I was just going to go to one show. And I will tell you that in 1975, when I was still living in Boston, Zeppelin was supposed to come to the Boston Garden hmm. and January of 1975. And so myself and my girlfriend went into Boston. We lived about 15 miles north. We went in the night before thinking, oh, we'll sleep out. We'll sleep outside the garden and we'll <laughs> tickets the minute those windows open because there was no ticket master. There yep. was online. No so you had to be at that window. And so. We got to the Boston Garden about 10 o'clock the night before they went on sale. And there were there were about 10,000 other kids that had the same idea we did. <laughs> so the Boston Garden in those days, it was mid-winter. They came out and said, we're going to let you guys in. You can sleep inside the Boston Garden. But mm. you don't touch anything. You can use the bathroom. Don't, you know, you just sleep here. And when the window opens tomorrow at 10 o'clock, you can, you know, start lining up. Well, these kids, and this is on Google. I was surprised to see this was on Google. I looked yesterday. They wanted the mm-hmm. tickets sold. They were pounding on the windows. They were breaking things down. They were ripping things off the wall. And they came from the garden and kicked everybody out. And the mayor of Boston canceled the show. Oh, my gosh. So were they writing just because just to write? It wasn't that they canceled the show and write it. They just started getting no, they rioted because they they didn't want to wait till the morning to buy oh, the ticket. God. So they they just it was just the worst. Uh, 
And so that was, so with that in mind, that mindset, when I went to get the tickets for Texas, for Fort Worth, mm-hmm. I was scared to death mm-hmm. that there was going to be something like that, but there wasn't. I got the tickets with no problem. And then this girl I told you about, her name is Brenda, right. that that I met through the circus uh, ad. She lived in Pennsylvania, well, still does, lives in uh, Pennsylvania. So she went, went right up to the window, got the tickets for Maryland, and then went into New York to buy the tickets for the New York show at Madison Square Garden, which is to see them at Madison Square Garden was just a dream after song remains the same, just crazy to be right. So what is it about Led Zeppelin that got you that being your band? What made that music, that group going, this is my band. I'm devoted. I want to see all these shows. Oh my God. I love this question so much. Thank you for asking it. Um, (laughs) Well, of course, everybody in in my era loved Led Zeppelin. Early 70s, you know, everybody loved the music. Well, the song Remains the Same comes out, uh, you know, like 75 or so. And I went, we went to the movies. My girlfriend and I went to the movies in Boston to go see the, the movie. And to sit there on the big screen and watch this band, which, you know, I knew what they looked like. You might have seen pictures in a magazine. But we were literally electrified nice. by this 50-foot-tall Robert Plant, Jimmy and Bonzo and John Paul on stage. And the lights were so bright. It was like they were right in front of you. Yeah. I will tell you that we went to see the movie 22 times. It, it was crazy. It, we, we just loved it. And uh, you didn't take your eyes off the screen for a second. That is what catapulted me into going beyond just liking their music uh, and thinking, geez, you know, every album, every song is gold. But I, you fell in love with their, the, you know, Robert and his personality. It was something that never left me. And here I am 65 years old. That's what started me on this, you know, journey uh, that I had to see them. When they came with the 77 tour after 75, I was going. And talking about being a big Led Zeppelin fan, I just want to share with everyone who's listening that you have, you showed me you have a tattoo on your forearm of the four symbols. So that's just incredible. That I waited my whole life to get, you know, my, my two children, my, my son is, is in the Air Force. He's been in 16 years. My daughter was in for 11 years. Uh, she is now out uh so all my tattoos are military related. My son-in-law right. army. And so I have a lot. And for my grandkids, I have tattoos all over. Yeah. And I finally, a couple of years ago, uh, I said, you know, I'm getting this tattoo for me. Nice. <laughs> and, and, and I told this young kid what I wanted. I showed him a picture. He said, my dad used to listen to them. <laughs> Come on and sit down. He did it and he just did a fabulous job. Yeah, very cool. So you talked a little bit about the ticket buying experience. You know, back then, as you mentioned earlier, you know, there wasn't, you know, web searching, there wasn't anything else. So you're very limited with the information we had. You relied a lot on the local DJ and so forth. So going to the Fort Worth concert leading up to it, you know, what was the anticipation? Did you know about the shows? Did you know Jimmy's going to have this white dragon suit? What, what did you know about it? Or was it just all surprised? No, no, no. It wasn't surprised at all because between the time I fell in love in 75, <laughs> 77, 
you know, my mother used to yell at me in those days because I spent every penny on Zeppelin memorabilia, you know, on magazines. And and, uh, there was a rock and roll flea market in New York that I took the train from Boston to New York to go. And uh, there was a gentleman selling copies of The Song Remains the Same, bootleg copy. And he put it into a, a VHS and showed me a few minutes of it that it worked. It was $60. I got it home. No sound. So what I used to do in those days, I would put on the video, I put on the movie on my television, and I would start the song, the soundtrack, the right. sound, try to dub it together. <laughs> and together, of course, it was always off because there were so many performances in that movie. It wasn't just one night. I'm going to kind of go off topic a little bit. I remember getting my bootleg copy of the song remains the same. Is there any one special song that stood out at you once you started watching it at home? God, you know, that is probably the hardest question in the world because there isn't one song that I can say, oh, I don't like that one. I never really liked that one. That one I liked a little bit. They were all anthems. It was everybody's favorite, you know, rock and roll, such a great, powerful uh, yeah. song. Uh, Robert was just, you know, he was just, <laughs> you know, and I, and I hope you don't hate me for saying this, but sometimes I look at him today, of course, you know, we all aged. I'm yeah. not 20 anymore either. And so sometimes I look at him today and he performs with Alison Krauss and I think, this isn't the same guy. You know? <laughs> I, I was so in love with Robert. Right. You know, all these, uh, all of the years. I mean, he just, he didn't sing that song. He just was that song. Right. But uh, probably uh, since I've been loving you, what a great song. And then, of course, you know, No Quarter. Jeez. Yeah, I was just curious because I remember my bootleg copy because at that point, I never saw a song remains the same in the theater. So I started with the bootleg copy. And to me, Since I've Been Loving You is the one that stood out. It was a horrible copy, very generated. But I just remember hearing that song every time. I'm like, wow, that's a really good song. So it just reminded me when you're talking about a bootleg copy, what it was like for you. Let's dive into Fort Worth. Talk to us about the lead up, what the anticipation was. You're going with your friend that you met through the magazine. Talk to us about the show. Just, it, you know, it's your forum. Go ahead and let us know. Oh, this is so awesome. Uh, so, okay. So it was originally me and my, this lady, Brenda, we had a girlfriend in uh, Ohio that we met through this Led Zeppelin network, through these magazines, right. a lifelong friend of mine that I had known since first grade, uh, so the four of us got together, but unfortunately we could get a ticket for the girl in Ohio, but my friend that came along, she didn't have a ticket, but she just wanted to go anyway, just to be part of in it. There. So there were four of us and we all, uh, we met there and we got a hotel because we had, a, we came in the day before the show and we got a hotel room in the hotel directly across the street from the Tarrant County Convention Center where mm. the show. And we thought they've got to be in this hotel. They've got to be here. Well, we went in our room, put our things down, came back down to the lobby and we did not leave that lobby. We thought, we're going to sit here until we find them. So we sat there for hours. Every time the the, the elevator o- doors opened in the right. lobby, we ran up to it. Imagine <laughs> girls, you know, as the doors opened. Well, finally, after hours and hours and hours of, of course, not seeing them, the 
elevator doors open and we walked up and who walked out but Captain and Tennille. Now, oh. I don't know if you if you know them. Right, I do, uh, yeah. The two of them walked out uh, and we were just like... <laughs> <laughs> Any other day would be fine, but today, no. <laughs> oh my God. And they were huge then. I mean, yeah. they were really big. Everybody knew who they were, but that's not who we were looking for. Well, we found out later after talking to some people at the door at the show... Led Zeppelin and Bad Company were staying in a hotel up the street. Oh. But we thought, oh, my God, they're going to be here. We're right across the street. Yeah. If you walked out the front of the hotel, there was Tarrant County. So we go and my girlfriend without a ticket stayed behind. She said, you know, I'm just going to stand outside and, and just talk to people. And, you know, and so fine. We went in. The tickets were not great. They were floor seats. And especially beyond five one, we could see them not great. It was a great show. Nothing really happened that like the other two shows that did, uh, other than you know me going like this the whole night trying to see around the people that were standing in front of me. Uh, thank God with the shows, they put such bright lights on on the guys that when I did catch a glimpse of them. They were like, yeah. I could see them very clearly, even though I was probably mid to three quarters back. Uh, we were in the middle, but all I kept thinking was, I'm in the same room as the Robert Plant. Oh, yeah. Granted, the room is as big as an airport, but we're in the same room. I'm breathing the same air that he is. And so it was a great show. And, uh, you know, we were just electrified. We came out three hours later and, you know, they did all their songs. Of course, they had the acoustic set, uh, all the smoke. And when they came out on stage, oh, I think that moment sticks out most in my mind when they would come out. They, you know, as everybody's getting seated and, and yeah. they get, they, you know, the lights dim. And then you just, you know, they, there'd be flashes of light and you could see their silhouettes walking onto yeah. the stage. And then, you know, you heard Bonzo like, you know, and Jimmy getting strapped on with his guitar and you heard a few notes and then those lights came on. I, I, you know, I can still feel it. You know, we just went back to the hotel and of course we didn't sleep and we had to drag ourselves to the bus station knowing we had another show to go to. Right. So you have Largo coming up, which is about seven, eight days later. Um, and they played a handful of days at Largo, I believe five nights. What made you choose the 30th to go to? Or is that just the tickets that your friend got? Just the luck of the draw. The My friend Brenda, who lived in Pennsylvania, drove to Maryland to get those tickets. And that was just the, the night that she got. There was no uh, rhyme or reason to it. Okay. Now that there's a great story too. Uh, you know, we, we drove with her and her husband and all us girls, we all had tickets now. Well, we went in we had worse seats than we did in oh. Fort Worth, like all the way back to on the floor. Yeah. Well, the show starts and, you know, again, we're, we're all jumping up trying to see around these tall guys in front of us and everything. And someone threw a firecracker on stage mm. and it, and the lights went down and everybody was screaming and 
you know, we were taught, you know, oh my God, they're going to, they're going to, we'll have to leave. And we were all scared. Uh, the lights came back on about five minutes later. And Robert, I mean, the house lights came on, not just the lights on stage, the lights, everything was back on. And he walked up to the microphone. He said, you know, I've taken my clothes off at small parties before, but never in front of 18,000 people. Right. And he was shirtless. I think there's a, a famous picture of him being shirtless at that show, if I'm not mistaken. Shirt off. And, mm -hmm. and uh, which, you know, he would do for some shows, but that thing hit him. Yeah. And unbelievably enough, they didn't take them off stage. Today, they would have absolutely. Right. I think of that all the time. Uh, and mm -hmm. I could see Robert because everybody stopped jumping. Everybody stopped dancing. Everybody stopped, you know, screaming. And, and everybody was just like, wow. Yeah. And the fact that they continued to they continued the show, just something crazy that would never happen today. Um, and it was a great show. But again, that show was kind of, you know, uh, hard for me because I couldn't see. Yeah. And uh, nobody sat down. People stood the entire three hour show or sometimes a three and a half hour show. Uh, they would, you know, of course, like during Jonesy solo, uh, Robert would get a break. And yeah. during Bonzo's solo, the three of them would get a break. Uh, the best seats that we had were the New York show. We were very close. Well, really? Okay, well, let's dive into that. The next show that you saw a couple weeks later, New York, famous Madison Square Garden. Right. How cool is that? You've been seeing Song Remains the Same, knowing they played Madison Square Garden. Here you are in the building seeing them June 11th. So take us to that day. It was great. We met early in the morning, uh, took the train in. Uh, my girlfriend and I took the train in from uh, uh, Boston early in the morning and we met uh, at Nathan's huge place. We met there and we ate lunch. We just kind of walked around looking at everybody. Uh I mean, everybody was gathering and roosting. You know, all the kids were there. Everybody was walking around in Zeppelin T-shirts. They were selling stuff, uh, the the uh, programs. I mean, it, as the afternoon wore on, it was just getting crazy and crazy until they let us in. And when we got led to our seats, so if you're facing the stage, we were on the left-hand side, but up like on the second tier, mm -hmm. but close. Mm. So we were, there was nobody in front of me. There was mm. nobody in front of us. We had a clear view from the side of the stage. So, so you know, John Paul Jones is here on the side, his yeah. piano, organ, uh, you know, Bonzo's drum kit, and, of course, Robert in the middle and Jimmy uh, over on the right-hand side. Of course, they walked around during the show. But the one thing from that show that, that uh, always stands out is that during No Quarter, Robert laid down on John Paul Jones's piano. And, uh, and played there for the whole song. I mean, I always thought that was cool because I've seen pictures of during the solo jo or plants hanging out there. So in most times, you know, bands would go away. And I've seen a handful of shots of him sitting on the piano and so forth. So that's really cool. You know, just enjoying the vibe. You know, and of course, he does sing during the, the beginning of the song right. and at the end. But during that long solo in the middle, he just sat on the piano and laid down and I was right above him looking down. And I thought, if I jump out, what, I'll break a leg maybe, you know, and, I, you know, and, uh, you know, seeing their, their acoustic set. I mean, that was the best show that I saw because, and those spotlights that they had on them, 
were so intense that even from, you know, still a distance, but I mean, there was nobody because it was just graduated in front of me. So there was no one, no one in front of me. You know, we stayed, of course, to the last second. They did like three encores as they always did. Yeah. You thought they were gone and everybody was, you know, just banging on everything. And and uh, they would come back and do another song. And one of the biggest thrills to do with Robert. Any standout songs from the three nights that you went? I mean, is there anything particular? Like, was it super loud? Um, is that you remember that song? You remember Jimmy playing guitar? I mean, what what standout moments were there? To answer the, first, the one of the questions, it was extremely loud. Uh, uh, and I saw all the, the big bands in the 70s. I mean, but it, extremely loud. Um, they the All three shows that we saw were kind of cookie cutouts of, of you know, they were all the same. Yeah. There wasn't one where, because I had seen, you know, the movie all those times, I had seen two previous shows. So they kind of did them, you know, Exactly. You know, uh, Robert might have thrown a different phrase in there or Jimmy. It wasn't really that different. But those standout songs, Dazed and Confused. Oh, my God. Jimmy uses and I don't know. I forget what the name of that little electronic box. He would. German, yeah. Whoa. You know, just that song lasted 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, uh, so to see that, to see Jimmy do that in front of me was incredible. And Robert, of course, playing with the audience, <laughs> you know, to be sitting there, I, I'm like on fire now thinking of it, to see him standing there talking to the audience, getting the audience reaction, everybody screaming, every, you know, the front row throwing roses at yeah. him as and everything, you know, it was, it was one of those things where you're so electrified that you, it, it just goes by. Right. And it just embedded in your brain for the next 50 years, right? That you went there and you saw it. Absolutely. You know, we rolled the bus. We had no money. Uh, one time, at one time we were stranded and we had to ask uh, one of the parents to wire us some money because we had no money for food. And we were, <laughs> uh, But we didn't care. Every show was wonderful. And certainly that last show. So I could see you them. Got a better I, angle. I don't know if you have time for another quick story. Another time that yeah, Arily missed uh, a meeting him. So at the time that I got the Fort Worth tickets, my brother was on the radio in Dallas, WFAA. He had a talk show on AM radio, and it was very popular. Well, because he knew that I was so crazy about Led Zeppelin, I didn't have the tickets yet for the show. I don't even think the show was announced yet, the, the shows. He wrote to Swan Song, which was their record label. Yep. And he introduced himself, you know, uh, and I have a radio show on WFAA. And, you know, uh, can you send me any a press kit or, uh, you know, anything on Led Zeppelin that I can, you know, let my give to my listeners as a, you know, right. I'll do a contest, which... He didn't even talk about Led Zeppelin. It was a talk show and on AM yet. And so they sent him a, a big package. They sent uh, Janine Safer, who was one of their PR people from Swan Song, sent mm -hmm. a copy of Physical Graffiti, mm -hmm. uh, 8x10s of the whole band, and just this really nice letter. You know, wow. thank you. 
your interest in the band, blah, blah, blah. Please accept these gifts from us. And thank you for your interest in Led Zeppelin. Probably about a month later, I was out. I came home, still living, you know, living with my mother, went into the kitchen, and I could see there was a note by our telephone that said, Rich, that's my brother, Led Zeppelin, interview. And so I called my brother. I said, what, what, what's going on? He said, L, L. He said, Janine Safer called me. They're doing a show in Dallas. They want to pick me up and interview the band. Wow. He's, and he said, but I turned it down. He said, I don't know what to ask them. I don't like oh that. Much. You know, he turned it down. Uh, so those those happenings, it, it, telling me the universe was like, hey, you can't handle it. Right. We can't meet them because you'll just make an idiot of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> things are best unsaid <laughs> yes just stay a fan from a distance <laughs> well Ellen, thank you so much for for sharing the stories i mean I, like i said not a lot of us have seen zeppelin and just you know sharing these stories of what it was like back then and seeing the bands just truly incredible i always like to end the show and kind of ask kind of one word questions sure um, so let me ask these to you and then you could answer them favorite led zeppelin album physical graffiti favorite led zeppelin song I've been loving you. Nice. And I think I know this one. Um, Jimmy Page or Robert Plant fan? Robert Plant all the way. Uh, um, should they have continued after the O2 show? No. What was the first bootleg you listened to? Oh, my God. Uh, my brain hurts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, that the, was the know, best one. Japan 72. I, what was the uh, last Led Zeppelin song you listened to? Oh, man. And good times, bad times was the last song. Very cool. So, do you have a favorite um, Robert Plant or Jimmy Page solo project? Oh yeah, I um, uh, what was the album? Was Heaven Knows? Now and Zen. Thank you. That has to be my favorite album that Robert did. Ellen, thank you so much again. I think that's a wrap. Anything else you want to share with Led Zeppelin fans? Just that you know, at, at the risk of sounding like an old lady. I know that, you know, there's lots of uh, uh, bands and, and big performers now and stuff, but those bands back in the 70s, it's a lost entertainment, lost art of it. There's nothing like that today. Mm -hmm. there, there just isn't. For people that are new Led Zeppelin fans or maybe in their 40s, uh, you know, maybe 50s that weren't old enough uh, to go back then, watch those old that old footage you're lucky that you've got the internet to see all yeah. that i i'm just so lucky to have to have been a part of uh mm. not only at the concerts but to be in that whole whirlwind of stuff that was going on in the 70s uh, look it up watch it listen to those because you'll never see anything like it well there you go you can't end it better than that well thanks again ellen for joining us well have a wonderful day you too sir Bye bye. bye bye Thank you so much for joining me on the show, Ellen. That was super cool to talk to you, hear those experiences, and what it was like seeing Led Zeppelin back in the day. That's always back in the day, isn't it? So listen, if you're into bootlegs, go ahead and crank out a 1977 bootleg today. There's a lot of great soundboards out there, so I highly recommend. Other than that, put on your favorite Zepp album, put on your favorite Led Zeppelin song. Have a good evening, have a good day, enjoy life, peace, love, and happiness. Cheers.